Hi, my name is Ruth Friedman, and I serve as the Maharat at Ohev Shalom, the National Synagogue in Washington, D.C. And welcome to my Parsha podcast, Life Imitates Torah. This week's Parsha, Parsha Vayetze, finds Yaakov in the most vulnerable place that he has been so far in his life. Until now, we've seen him as someone who lives at home with his brother and his parents. And it seems like he's always enjoyed security and support of his parents and family and food security and all these things. He's always had access. He's always had a basic um, security that has enabled him to live his life comfortably. But now suddenly in Vayetze, he's had to run away from home and he's fled his brother who's been vowing to kill him. And he's running to meet his uncle, who he's never met before. And for the first time, he is alone in a foreign land, and he is vulnerable. And as the sun sets, he finds a place to stop for the night, puts stones around his head to protect himself, and he goes to sleep. And at this point, he has the famous dream. He had a dream. A ladder was set on the ground and its top reached to the sky and angels of God were going up and down it. Now God was at the top of the ladder and said, I am the Lord, your God, the God of your grandfather and your father, and you will have many descendants. And remember that I am with you. I will protect you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. So this dream, this image of the ladder with the angels going up and down is very famous image that I imagine comes to mind for many of us immediately. Everyone from Rembrandt to Chagall has painted it, a sleeping man on the ground and this ladder with winged angels in the sky. And I just wanted to offer a quick side note here that the word in Hebrew for the ladder is sulam. And it's difficult to know exactly what it means because sulam is a hapax legomenon, which means it is a word that appears only once in scripture. And so because of that, we have no reference point. So we kind of have to guess or try to ascertain based on our knowledge of what a sulam is, which is how um, we often translate it as ladder, but some people say it's a staircase or as many scholars argue, it actually could have been more like a ramp. But for the purpose of our conversation today, we will go with the most traditional understanding and that's a ladder. So we have the scene of the dream, God at the top of the ladder, and then provide, and then God giving this this assurance, this blessing um, to Yaakov of security, of descendants, etc. Now, <clears throat> one of the biggest sources of confusion for us in the scene is, what's the significance of the dream? Why doesn't God just appear to Yaakov without having a dream with a ladder and the angels on it and just tell him those things? It's not like Avraham needs dreams. Yitzchak doesn't need dreams. Why does Yaakov need to have this dream? What does this image do? So the Mefarshim offer many different explanations for what's going on with the image of the ladder. Some say that it's a message for the future, that each angel represents a kingdom that will rise and in the process of doing so, it will oppress the Jews. But then ultimately, all these kingdoms will fail and only God will be at the top. God will reign supreme, right? So this is a pretty standard narrative of our peoplehood, that people will rise and oppress us, but at the end of the day, we will remain strong. Now, the problem with this explanation is that it's a beautiful idea, but it doesn't really connect 
specifically to Yaakov at this moment in his life. And we won't go through all the explanations today, but I wanted to, to look at the Midrash that Rashi cites because I, I just think it's a really beautiful image that he paints. And so the question that the Midrash asks is, the text says that we have this Sulam and that the angels are Olim Vyordimbo. They're going up and then they are going down. Now the question is, but wait a minute, we think of angels as being heavenly creatures. And if they're up in the heavens, shouldn't they be going down your deem and then Olim, right? If they're up in the heavens near God, so to speak, then they would first be having to go down the ladder. They wouldn't be going up the ladder. And so the Midrash explains that actually what was happening here is sort of um, like a changing of the guard, that the angels that had escorted um, Yaakov until now and offered him protection, they could go no further. They wouldn't be able to leave Israel. So they were going up the ladder to reach the heavens. And now the new set of angels was coming down to protect Yaakov. So it's not the same set, the same ones going up and down um, the same, but it, it helps us explain why it says, Olim Biardim, go ascend and then descend, but also provides this really beautiful image that helps make Yaakov feel safe. It says like, don't worry. Until now, you've been protected, but you don't have to fear that now that you're in this new place, that suddenly all of that is going to disappear. It's not going to disappear. Yeah, you'll have new protection, but that's fine. You will still be protected. Imagine what kind of comfort that would serve for Yaakov as he's embarking on this, frankly, terrifying new journey into the unknown. Now, while this is a beautiful image, I have one problem with it, which is what happens right afterwards. So after the dream and then God promises Yaakov all these things, Yaakov makes a vow and he says, Im, if God will be with me on my journey and provide me everything I need and get me home safely, then God will be my God. It's this conditional vow. And there's much, much, much to say about this conditional vow. And of course, many, as you can expect, many people disagree and say, no, it's not conditional. But based on the shot reading, it is conditional. If God is going to be with me on my journey and get me home safely, then God will be my God. Which means that Yaakov doesn't really get the message that, this, this, that the Midrash says the dream is trying to offer him. But I have another problem with this interpretation, which is that in the Torah, angels aren't actually distinguishable from people. I think we've been so exposed to the the artwork and the, the painted imageries of this dream for so many centuries, which is really the, the, the winged angels are a Christian influence, that we our minds immediately go to that place. But if you think about angels in the Torah, Malachim, well, they appear as people, and actually, oftentimes, most people don't even know that they're angels and think that they're other human beings. I mean, all you need to do is look at the story of Abraham and the three angels who visit him and then go to Stome, and, and people don't really realize that they're not human beings. So if our interpretation of the dream relies on the fact that Yaakov knows that these are angels, I think we're missing an important possible interpretation that could really help us gain a new understanding of what might be happening. And so what I wanted to propose today is that perhaps Yaakov did not see winged creatures climbing up and down to the heavens, but rather he saw a ladder with people going up and down it. And now really I shouldn't say going up, I should say climbing up and down it. Because anyone who's ever climbed a ladder 
knows, then it's not such a seamless or elegant process. You don't just like float on up and then go back down. It's very active and it's a little bit tricky and you have to be careful when you're going up and you have to be careful when you're going down. So the image of people climbing up a ladder and then climbing down the ladder is much different than the image of angels sort of floating up and down it. It's one that is laborious and one that is dangerous. And I think that this could be sending Yaakov a message of, yeah, this is what adulthood, this is what life often can be. Until now, you have felt like you are in a good place, like you've been going up that ladder, you've been getting higher. But even though we reach high points sometimes, especially if we understand that God is at the top of the ladder, we also reach lower points in our life when we feel like, hey, we're, we're, make, we're backsliding, we're going down the ladder, we're making all, you know, we've, we've made so much progress and now we're, we're going backwards. And, and it can be so frustrating and scary. But I think that what we could argue is that one of the messages of this dream is that God is sending out of the message This is actually a normal pattern of life. Everyone around us will experience times when they're doing well. And then they'll experience times in which they feel like they're slipping and things are really difficult, which is certainly the place that Yaakov is in right now. He is not in a good place in his life. But the message that God is offering him is, first of all, this is normal which Yaakov hasn't really witnessed from his parents or grandparents, but this is normal. It's normal to face challenges, but also you're not alone, right? I, God, am here to protect you. You're, even though you don't have your family around you and your normal creature comforts and securities, God is always here to protect you. Now, Yaakov still responds with his conditional vow. If you protect me, then you will be my God. So I think that means that the message of this dream and what God is saying to him isn't necessarily fully 100% internalized. But I think it introduces this idea to him that even in a time of struggle, God can still be there for you, protecting you. And that this hopefully provides him some of the the chizuk um, that he will need to withstand the next number of years in Lavan's house where he is not in control of his own life. Um, and he is at the whim of a man who doesn't really have his own best interests um, in mind. And it enables him to remember that God is with him and that eventually he will be able to return home and to climb back up that ladder again. Shabbat Shalom.